Welcome to Heart Warriors Radio with your two unbelievably good-looking hosts, Mr. Jeff Casper and Yona Brindis. Learn more about Jeff and Yona by going to the website at transcodes.com. Learn more about Heart Warriors Radio by going to outoflimitsradio.com, seeing, listening to some of the archives. And I am the third wheel, the not-so-good-looking host, Ryan McCormick. And it is an honor to be with everyone here. Jeff and Yona, how are you both? Hi. Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. Yes, awesome. awesome well, Halloween is that magical time of year where we go through our candy to see who's poisoned us, and you know everyone wears these interesting costumes. So today we're going to focus on the metaphysical meaning behind your Halloween costume. So let's go through a couple of costumes. What? Well, first up, Jeff and Yona, what is the metaphysical meaning behind Halloween? Is it? Is there anything negative about it? The fact that we have kids walking around celebrating ghoulish creatures. Is it? Is that okay? Is that part of a cult? Something dark. <laughs> Well, I mean, the origins of Halloween are, you know, we know where they're from. It's it's more the candy and the commercialized, you know, rah-rah around it, you know, that, that gets criticized, you know, rightly so, because, I mean, it's it's a ritual, you know. I mean, many different cultures have those kind of celebrations, okay, the kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of sinking of the dead or... Um, you know, celebrating, uh, remembering the dead. Okay, this is kind of like where this is coming from. So you have that in different cultures, in different variations at different times. And I think that's a, a normal sort of human thing to do that, you know, to, to go into that place. But the way it's been disfigured now, you know, with the kids, you know, asking for treats and the, the candy crazy mania that is around it and also for us as energy healers um, you know it's it's the biggest problem about halloween is the the open display of darkness and sort of making it okay so oftentimes around halloween times i don't want to like sound too conspiracy theory here but you know organizations or Groups that openly sort of worship the dark, they find a way to to put this out more mm-hmm. because it is more okay during that time. It's more open and it's more okay. It blends in more. So there is a little bit of a concern here from an energetic, etheric point of view because it masks something. So... We tell our kids, oh, you got to get a costume and it's going to be fun and we're all going to be trick-and-treating, you know. And then you have all these, these, um, uh, you know, princess costumes and superhero costumes. And in the midst of all of this, you know, we forget what all this is about, all right, and also what it potentially attracts. So there's a, there's a duality to that. And it's kind of flipped because it, um, Halloween started off somewhere I think in Ireland I believe but it started off with warding off the dark that was the whole purpose of it was to ward things kind of off ironic isn't it like the yeah. started off as freedom and there we are so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and then parallel. it uh, yeah okay well then and then also it switched to all how it eve where you began to worship or respect the saints now it's more about you know, now, there is a fun side to Halloween, and there's nothing wrong with that. You get to dress up, and you get to celebrate. You know, it's also celebrating harvest and the shift from, you know, 
fall and into the winter. So the year's kind of starting over as well. It's starting to go into that phase where you go into, um, you know, the winter time where you slow down. Um, so there's a beauty to that because there, there's also many things with that with fall festivals and stuff like this. So there is a cool part. And for kids, it's fun. But like what you want to said, it opens up. Unfortunately, there's this part where and it seems to get a little bit stronger over the last 15, 20 years where now it's the time just to go ahead and go into some of these darker spaces. And that's that's the tough part. Uh, they also have a ton of movies to play at that time that can be very mm-hmm. not so good to watch. Um, uh, but it thrills off of that fear of dying or that fear of the dark, the fascination with it. And those fascinations are ones you don't want to play too with, with too much because you know, the old saying that I, I think I, I like that Yona says is if you stare into the dark or you stare into the abyss, eventually long enough, it stares back. <laughs> so, so it's best to leave that stuff alone. Well, are there any particular horror movies that you recommend not watching the ones that are heavily coated with stuff that'll freak you out. I can't watch The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. I think that, that is, it scares me. I, I don't hear that. I, don't I love Freddy Krueger, though. I think it's cool. I, I look at them like cinematic, cinematic uh, masterpieces. They're cool. I mean, they're just, they're very creative. Jason movies, I don't know. I don't know what the energy level is there. It's very predictable. But the Freddy Krueger movies and some of these other movies, like the Hellraisers, I feel like the, some of these horror films are artistic expressions that even though they're dark and they show killing, I wonder right. if there's a certain energy or frequency behind them that is actually very positive. No, the creativity is, is impressive with some of those things, but the energy it's aligned to um, is very low. So you can be very creatively dark or very creatively low in your energy. Uh, typically horror films are you know, at fear, they're at despair, they're at anger. They can go down to guilt and shame depending on how bad you get with them. Um, and then you're throwing in these frights and these excitements and all these jump scares. And that actually adds to the problem because it's creating this inside of you. So it's, um, it's best to stay away from them. Um, you know, some of the ones that are about the exorcisms and stuff, um, nowadays they all go into this like really intense, like weird gore stuff and all that kind of, it's just, it's really twisted stuff. Yeah, for empaths and energetically sensitive, we always recommend not to watch horror movies, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. It is difficult for a subconscious to differentiate what we just watch on TV and what actually happens to us mm-hmm. for real. So it all gets stored, even if it's just a movie. And for people who already have the ability to, to or, or see things with an overlay, right, They that pick up on things in the etheric. Uh, this can fuel things. This can, you know, lead to this mesmerization, this fascination with the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, of course, the, the exacerbated, uh, ex- uh, fear around it. <laughs> Exacerbation. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, there are there are shows out there, and there are things you can go to that are. They're meant to scare you without this crazy intensity of ghoulish stuff and hellish stuff and, and this gore, the gore thing. It's um, that all is tied to lower vibrations. You know, you're dealing with. I mean, just think about it a second. You're dealing with people that you're dealing with people that are hurting things, destroying things, killing. Also, so it's not healthy stuff. Um, and even though there is an excitement of getting, you know, scared or freaked out. Um, like you said, your brain doesn't know the difference. So depending on how far you go with that, a lot of times people get shocked by how much they, um, they'll watch these things and they have, they have nightmares for the next two weeks or the nightmares for the next couple of nights or they wonder why they feel sick. 
don't watch watches a bunch of these films and she'll have nightmares and I don't know it's kind of strange I mean you felt as if there was any kind of like good lesson or something in 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 any of these movies um it's it's very rare and often it's the kids movies that actually bring this in but if the movie has some kind of um sort of pathway out you know if it shows a healing path or if it shows something and if it empowers the person with a strategy to out vibrate that to to win over that to um you know like from within themselves not the superhero type of thing the superhero type of thing actually promotes powerlessness because it, really? it ex- yes because it, it's it externalizes it to another person it means i'm powerless and the only way this can be resolved is it's through a superhero coming in and saving me okay but if uh, if a movie has some kind of like okay if you if you say go into your heart and if you focus on your light or if you focus on your faith or if you know like something like that that uh, helps a person to to remember you know that there are forces of light as well mm-hmm. and and to remember that uh, you know if you are if you've identified yourself as a good person, say, you know, with all your faults and shadows and stuff, but, you know, if you have a a, a good alignment, you know, to this, it, it helps a person to remember that and uh, to uh, see that as a power, a power within. All right. So if that comes in, you know, it's like at least you're walking out of that movie uh, with having learned something that could potentially help you, if none of that is in there, uh, you've like permanently lost a few IQ points and <laughs> opened your etheric up for dark energies. For, for good. a while, not not for yeah. Good, for uh, yeah, I mean, if that mess, if that fascination then continues, That's you know, then yeah. you like sort of infected. It. It's like a virus. You know, darkness is like a virus. You know, it's it's. It's sucking light away. It's the longer you focus on it, the longer you stick with the fascination, the greater it becomes. It's like anything we do. So, you know, if you go through a phase where you watch a few horror films and you get the gist, fine. You got the gist of it. But if you get into this this fixation on it and you get into that fixation, the intensity, just like Halloween. If, if Halloween's something you go out and you have fun with your kids or you, you go out yourself and you get together with friends and you have a little bit of fun, fine. But when you're getting into this stuff where it's all about who can scare each other the most, and you're getting into some of this really horrifying stuff, then you're choosing to go into some low vibration places. And there's an effect to that. Now, if it's for a couple of years and you do it once a year, you're not going to have a problem. But if it's the continuation of it. Um, and that typically begins to manifest and you begin to notice you have uh, temptations with fear. You get, you get more aggressive. You get more protective. Um, you might have excitement on things that normally wouldn't be exciting, you know, lower vibration because you have excitement around it. So it creates these problems in people's lives and they can't figure out why. If you have any type of issues with anxiety or depression, it can actually enhance that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My wife scares the crap out of me so easily and so often I'll be walking in the hallway. This happened one time. I was walking in in the hallway, house, apartment, and she goes, oh, my God, here's a snake. And I was like, ah. And, and she's like, did you even like realize where would I find a snake? Like, I'm indoors. And why would I grab the snake, not scream and throw it at you? I, I just didn't know. So anyway, 
I scared her a lot. So what I have to do now is every time I walk in the house and I walk in the door, I have to say, "Bibi, I am walking into the room right now." <laughs> I have to. I basically have to narrate my life. I'm like Fatty is walking into the room right now because I, we don't want we don't want to scare. Her. She gets scared very easily too. So yet she watches these horror movies. I don't know. But I, well, it trains you to be that way. I mean, that's what happens. Because she, um, she screamed and I and I just jumped and I'm like I can't lose I can't go through any more underwear like this I, I have to you know save the money. So, yeah, once you're in that mindset, once you're in that fear, of course, then you know any kind of jump scare, any kind of sudden, you know, shift of of anything, can get you really sensitized. So the trick is. As Jeff called it, a temptation. It's a you know to, the trick is to not fall for that t- temptation, and to understand that um, you know there is always a certain probability, of course, that something can happen or loom around the next corner. But if you allow your nervous system and your your uh, emotionality to latch on to that, to like really attach to that. Then it's almost like it's like a disease. It's like a virus. Then you know it starts spreading in you, yeah, and yeah. yeah, and then you you have a hard time, you know, functioning uh, in normal, uh, say, uh, social uh, situations, such as like going to the grocery store or you know wherever there's a lot of people and so forth. So this can happen to people who are energetically sensitive. Yeah, and you can feel this. I mean, anybody who's watched a you know a movie that's a bit scary. Or gone to something is a bit scary. Then they have to drive home by themselves. Like like everything feels a bit heightened. You feel a bit off center. Um, if things move that normally would not even phase you, you think there's something there. And that's just part of that. You're aligned to that. So if you've done that and you don't like it, well, then you realign back to center. You get out of that by mm-hmm. focusing on healthier things. You go and you find softer music. You watch something more positive. You read a positive book. You talk to healthy friends that you know, are there for you. And that will begin to shift it automatically. Because those programs, they can become very intrusive. But if you switch it out, just like anything you do, if you don't like where you're at, you can always shift it. And you begin to move out of that. Um, there's actually some interesting research on there out there that people who have worked on their consciousness uh, quite a bit and also their fear, they don't really jump scare mm. anymore because right. they're, yeah, they've let go of their fear so much that even if something loud pops near them or someone goes boo, they're just like, hey, they don't really get affected mm-hmm. by it anymore because they've worked on that so much that their energy can tell if it's, it, mm-hmm. if it's off or not. So it's, it's some cool stuff. And, um, it sounds pretty cool. I, I say I, I'm way behind <laughs> But everybody can train that. Yeah, Fine. It's, it's a train. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, it's a trust. I'm it's, it has to, it, it's, it's the trust yeah. in your own inner exactly. sense mm-hmm. for danger. Yeah, and typically also you have a trust in your own heart or whatever you call higher power, and that creates that as well. So even if you, you just know everything's okay. It's the same sense that we talk about when we talk about discerning truths mm-hmm. you know discerning from the heart it's the same sense in you so there's a part in you and that can also regulate your your physiology all right it can override say your autonomous nervous system that responds to fear in this fight flight or freeze which is not your brain actually that responds to it it's it's the lower developed reptilian part of you that that, that, that kicks in yeah mm-hmm. so the consciousness work can help a person to overwrite that. 
to learn how to stay in your own power, even physiologically. Yep. You retrain the pathways, so those aren't those aren't the ones running the show anymore. Or at least, again, they still can they can still be active because they're there. But it's like anything else you train. Um, you know, as you keep training towards that, that becomes your normal pathway. So that's kind of how that goes. And um, it's really, again, it comes down to what you want to focus on. So with, you know, like things with Halloween, I mean, again, if it's something like, you know, with our children or something like that, you get to go out there and have fun. Yeah, it's great. They get to dress up. They get to be a character for the night. They get to play that role. And that can be very healthy, actually. It can be very fun. But it's also the other side that you have to wonder, what am I focusing on? And, and some kids go into that. Some kids don't. You know, some kids don't don't care about the violent, gory, dangerous, hellish stuff. Some people at five years old are already wanting to go there. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've raised our kids with you can go as anything, but no, nothing with skulls on it. Right. Or skulls. yeah, yeah, keep it respectful. Not yeah. not to to pull that in. Yeah, you know, because we we understand what uh, skull T-shirts, skull tattoos and all that do to people's energies you can see it in their etheric you know and now if they're just again if it's one time and they're just trying something out whatever but you can see if a person begins to fixate on that all of a sudden their etheric looks different okay. it's very interesting so speaking of costumes then let's uh, let, let's go through yeah. some costumes we're going to find out the metaphysical reason behind your costume so let's go through some of them and let's find out if there's a metaphysical positive, negative, or if you happen to be flat out insane. <laughs> All right? So let's start with a politically correct costume, the pimps and hoes costume that everyone wears. What are your oh, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's perpetuating the idea of objectification. Yeah, it's very degrading, it's degrading and it's, it's, it's very it's not okay. So uh, yeah. there's absolutely no reason to believe that that's politically correct. No. Because it's absolutely incorrect. Mm -hmm. Politically, it might be okay, <laughs> but hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. Integrity-wise, and and what it does to people's energy is not okay. Yeah. It makes people focus on the sexual aspect immediately. Yeah, and then if there's projection on top of that, then all of a sudden you wonder why you're getting hit hit on by it, energetically and physically, or you're getting disdain projected towards you. So it's obviously a way for us to release some of, uh, you know, sort of m like more repressed stuff and to have a really sexy outfit, for instance, right. is something that uh, women often don't allow themselves to do, um, you know, and, and this one night or one day a year where it's allowed. You have that in many cultures um, and, and it serves a purpose, but it, it also unfortunately creates a lot of sort of carte blanche, you know, for people that they drink a lot, they have, there's a lot of uh, sort of sexual misconduct or transgressions that come with that, where, you know, the, the, the actual cause for repression doesn't, you know, that doesn't really have uh, any way to, to come out or to heal. Mm -hmm. All right. It just like really, it's expressed. it just, yeah. yeah, it just propagates it. Mm -hmm. So this is this is the case in, in, in many different cultures, you know, Mardi Gras or whatever, where there's often a very sexual connotation to the costumes. Yeah. And this has to do with releasing the repression, but it doesn't actually serve any positive um, uh, uh, purpose. 
All right, let's go to the next one. How about uh, superhero costumes? Dressing up like Superman, Iron Man, Wonder Woman. What are the metaphysical meanings behind that? Is that positive? I'm curious. And what do you, you go first? Well, I mean, there's a there's a there, there's a fadness to it. There's a there's a you know, like through all the Marvel movies that, that we that we are bombarded with right nowadays. Uh, this is a character uh, sort of identification. Character identification has always been there for us. I mean, you know, it, it just wasn't always the superheroes. In the last, what, 15, 20 years, it's been the superheroes. Um, you know, like like as in sort of those big iconic characters in movies. Okay, so uh, it, it seems harmless, but my, you know, let me just be the naysayer here. Uh, a, a, a sort of a view on that or, or where I call for caution is that um, you know, besides the fashion aspect of it or the cool colors or, you know, the fact that, you know, I can allow myself to, you know, to look like Wonder Woman and, and feel like Wonder Woman for a night, it does actually, you know, promote the powerlessness that is in me, hmm. you know, whereas, you know, I'm just taking that on for a day. I would have a different view. I, I, sometimes those things to be um, empowering. It's almost like you, you get to play a different role and you get to see what your personality could shift to. Um, as long as you realize it's just a shift, but that's like anything in life. We can also choose to be like if our if our hero of choice is more positive, is more caring, whatever their thing is, they're stronger. Um, if you can personify that and it kind of feels good, then you can learn to actually, now you're not going to be a superhero, but you can begin to take on some of the qualities. So it depends where you're at with it. Um, if you think I can never be that way, well then yeah, it's a definitely a, a, a helplessness thing. But if you look at it as an opportunity to express things, see how it feels, then it could be cool. Yeah, I mean superheroes and most of the other costumes actually represent the the archetypes mm -hmm. in our uh, human subconscious. Okay, so the hero, whatever the hero of the time is. You know, if we would live in Roman times, you know, it'd be maybe the gladiator or the Caesar or whatever, um, you know, of course, represents that, you know, uh, like the, the one that can solve it all, the, the rescuer and so forth. So it's not a bad thing to go into that role for as long as you know that that is just a role. The archetypes that we all represent in one way or another those are, you know, part of our karmic task here to to resolve, okay, how we see ourselves, what we identify with. Uh, well, let's talk about if you dress up like one of the horror movie guys, like you dress up like Freddy or Jason, what does that reveal? That? Or you have a gross costume. Blood well, gross yeah. or like or like scary? Gross. I think gross, scary, something like that. Grow scary, like the, what, what? What are these masks? The Chucky yeah, masks and, and <laughs> scream masks and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think people who are very anxious, they feel empowered through that. Mm -hmm. You know, when they can walk through the streets and other people get scared of them. You know, that's where they can. You know, again, it's all about releasing that repression. So, while throughout the the, the three hundred and sixty six. Uh, days of the year, they are the ones that are scared. You know, they feel empowered. Can be, yes. And to a degree, again, that can be okay. But again, if you begin to feed that and you begin to fixate on it, then it's not. And the other issue, again, is too, when you get into the scary stuff or the gory stuff, it does pull things in. So even though you may feel empowered, now you're tying empowerment to a unhealthy force. 
So if that becomes a habit, now all of a sudden unhealthy force means I feel I feel powerful, and that can create issues. Not for everybody, but for quite a few. So again, it's what you what you're aligning to and understanding. What am I representing? What if you wear like a uh, funny costume? I love to do funny costumes. I love to do gross costumes. I actually like to do costumes where you, you walk in and people just kind of cringe. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's more fun. Uh, you know, everyone's wearing these, you know, you know, well, I mean, it, costumes. It, it, and some people dress up like Santa Claus. One year I wore a costume that was definitely not one of those. And it was kind of cool because only half the people at the party wanted to talk to me. I'm like, this is wonderful. I don't have to pretend to like everyone. Well, no, yeah, right. I mean, Ryan, in your particular case, that is actually really congruent because you do this anyway. You did, this is part of who you are. You provoke people mm-hmm. with statements, with views and so forth. And you, you try, you know, this is, this is who you are. You're not pretending to be somebody else. You actually, you know, allowing yourself, to be who you are just in a more visual sense rather than an intellectual sense that you normally do it. You're trying to challenge things. Yeah. Yeah. So doing like really challenging costumes, like wearing a very challenging costume. um, I I always pay attention to those, to those people because there's a lot of creativity in there. Typically. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes a lot more creativity to go as a, what did you share with us that you used that you went to one year? Not the oh yeah, was it the not blood, the bloody thing, but the bloody tampons, bloody box. Yeah, no, bloody, bloody what tampon was it? And, a, and a, it was a fart machine. A fart machine. Box that, of farts, actually. Yeah, it was a box of farts. How did you do that? I don't know. I just you know, I think I was. <laughs> I think I hit my head or something, and I wore a box, and I and I just had people holding their nose, and then what I had is I had two fart machines going at the same time. So now this year, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to dress up like a person who's sitting on the toilet, and I'm going to have flatulent sounds as I walk around. I think that'd be even fun. I'd like to do stuff that's you know completely juvenile, immature, and you know just, just wacky. I just I think it's Halloween should be fun. And you should have a good time. And of course, those will also bring they'll they'll bring in like you said they do challenge people. So you're going to get a bit of uh, energetic hits from it, you know, but, but understand that, you know, that walking into that, mm-hmm. you know, by being controversial or being kind of goofy or creative like that, you're going to have some controversy. You're going to take hits, but it, like Yona said, I think it is creative. I think it makes people kind of question stuff. And for people who are fairly, you know, understand it's just a joke. It can be quite hilarious. I you know, so. I, don't understand what, I wish people could laugh more. You know, just, life is so short. Just don't. Life is so short. Why can't we just sit here just have a good time. I mean, look, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's conformists and then there's non-conformists, okay? When it comes to Halloween costumes, it's a huge business, at least Massive. here in the United States. Yeah. And like you said, you know, the pimp and the sexy, hexy costume, the superheroes, those are all prefabricated uh, costumes that you can get here in every uh, party store and whatnot. Besides, uh, you know, maybe the composition and the makeup and so forth, it's it's pretty streamlined. I mean, it's pretty conformist, you know, to come up with your own costume. I think that's that's the part here that is, uh, you know, that expresses a lot more personality uh, when you do your own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you do your own thing, whether, you know, it's uh, like you like provoking people, you like sort of creating this initial cringe Okay, or by, uh, you know, doing something super funny or super uh, sort of out of the box. I mean, for that, you know, Halloween is a wonderful outlet, you know, just for creativity. 
there's wonderful costumes every year. I'm blown away when they show some of the pictures, you know, how people have translated that. There's some cool energy in that. You know, that's that's you expressing a part of you. Even, and, and you know it's not you, you. You know, you're not identifying with it. You know, you're just you're literally consciously wearing a costume. Cool. What about you? So what are you, what are, what are Jeff and Ewing going to be this year? And what's the metaphysical meaning behind your Halloween costume? I have no choice on So I'm going to go as the Pokemon Center lady. Okay. Okay. So that is a, that is a, a, a cartoon figure. <laughs> <laughs> Only parents and children know what that is. That is a, a, a trainer and a supporter in the Pokemon game. cart, the, 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 the uh, cart trading game. And uh, she heals the Pokemons that got wounded or, you know, uh, got hit, you know, in battles. So it's, it's, a, it's a translation of the healer that I am into a cartoon version you know, that uh, just goes along with uh, some of the things that our son at this very moment um, spends a lot of time with. And um, I run the local Pokemon club, uh, teach <laughs> little so kids awesome. to play Pokemon card game. So, yeah, I'm just going uh, full bore, you know, and the Pokemon Center lady is nothing but a, but a healer, you know, where they go to when, when they got beat up in battle. Not picked yet. I have not got a costume yet, so I don't know yet. I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I have not put any thought into it yet, unfortunately. I, I'm not the one usually to dress up that much. But, but. in the past, what were some costumes that you went uh, with? Oh, gosh. Star Wars, definitely. Um, cowboy, of course. Um, I went as a shaman one time. That was pretty fun. Cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not that creative with that stuff, but I, it can be fun. Yeah. yeah. So things that, you, that that somehow resemble aspects of you. Yeah, typically. Yeah. But I'm not the real creative type. I'm not. I usually am just more more kind of basic on that. I do enjoy Halloween, though. I think it's a fun event for kids. I really do. One time I went as I Trinity. Went, I, I did want to. I went as a priest once. You went as a priest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I would love to go, but I know that my costume, if I did it, it would just I would just ruin the relationships with everyone in there. I, I, I would go so far over the edge. I would, you know, I would, I would dress up like a priest and probably have like the number in front of me, like I was arrested, you know, inmate number four. <laughs> and I'd be carrying a jar of children's tears with me, you know. <laughs> I, I one year I went as Trinity. That was when the the, the oh, first the Matrix, Matrix movie came yeah. out. And I had a, a short black hair wig um, and like a, a long black leather coat. And my dogs barked at me. They did not recognize me. <laughs> yeah, you get some fun. The fun part of that is that you can be, be a persona for a night. And as long as you just look at it that way and you don't get into the, some of the real heavy stuff, you're totally fine. It can be a really fun holiday. All right, well, that concludes today's edition of Heart Warriors Radio. I want to thank our amazing hosts, good-looking hosts Jeff and Yana, and me. Most people are just like me for Halloween. It'll scare people. And thank you. You can learn more about Heart Warriors Radio by going to our website at, at well, Jeff and Yona's website, transcodes.com, and our archive shows at outerlimitsradio.com. Jeff and Yona, take good care. Wishing everyone here an abundance of love and peace and scare some people this Halloween. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.